0: Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the More Than Just a Type podcast. I'm so excited that you're tuning in today. Thank you so much for being here today. I am officially back in the United States. I'm back in Southern California, in Santa Monica, and I am missing Costa Rica. I'm really missing the warm weather. Like I came back, it's raining. I normally don't mind the rain, but it's just, I almost had a bit of culture shock just coming back from being away in the jungle for three weeks. I'm like... Why am I back in Costa, I mean, in in Santa Monica in the States? It's crazy. But now I am on my way. By the time you're listening to this episode, I'm going to be in Canada, in super cold Canada. It's going to be, I think I checked the weather. I'm going to Edmonton, Alberta. And you guys, I don't know if you know where that is or if you've ever been there before, but I've never been at this time of year. I'm going to visit family. My dad's aunt is She just turned 99 years old, and so we're going to go see her, and I've never experienced weather that's going to be this cold ever in my entire life, so I'm really going from one extreme to another, and this entire month of December... I was just thinking about it. And by the time I get back, we're gonna be heading off to Arizona for Christmas to see my boyfriend's family. And so I'm going to be literally at home for just over a week out of this entire month. And it's not super optimal for the blood sugars. I don't know if you maybe travel for a profession or maybe you're like just have a crazy lifestyle. But when I have a lot of things going on and I'm out of my normal routine, My blood sugars really suffer from it. And so it's not something I've really thought about before because I'm normally such a little hermit and I'm a homebody. I definitely am an introvert by nature. And so I do a lot of my work from home and I just really enjoy having my space and sticking to my own routine. So I've, it's never been an issue before in the past, but now that I am actually, you know, dealing with it now. And I have my endo appointment in January next month. So I'm like, wow, we're going to see what it's going to be like. And it took me about the two weeks, the first two weeks of being in Costa Rica for me to actually fiddle with my, my pump settings and get it to a normal range for my blood sugars to actually be, normal when i was waking up because i was struggling with highs while i was away and so let's let's see what it's going to be like in canada shall we it's like such a a a new thing it's like i don't know what what's going to happen every single day it's going to be a surprise because i'm so used to my normal routine that not only am it's like taking care of a small child with my blood sugars it's like let's see what's in store today all right. So in other news, I did, before we dive into today's episode where we are diving into a QA, and a we, I, I wanted to just touch base on a couple things because there's some exciting things that are in store for you guys. So first of all, the fat, my fat list for type ones program is going to be launching on January 8th. And if you're on my email list, I'm going to be offering a early bird sign up. And I don't know, I don't have all of the details for that yet. But I am going to be emailing you guys and letting you know about it. So if you are interested in the course, then be sure to make sure that you're on my email list. Because you if you're thinking about signing up, then you can join the program for a little bit of a cheaper price right at the beginning when we first launch it, if you're interested, but you can always uh, just track me down on the IGs on IG land and shoot me a DM if you have any questions about it. Um, And I am giving, we did this last time we launched in September, but I'm giving the program away to one lucky winner again. So I think every time we launch, I'm going to be giving it away to one person because there's so many people who are in in need of just... uh, bettering their health and achieving their fitness goals and when I say need, it's more so of just coming from an internal place of a a really inner deep core want of wanting to maybe look a certain way or have better control over your blood sugars. And so whatever it is to you, I think it's, it's something that we all have the ability to achieve, but not all of us have the funds to do so. And so that is why I am giving away the program to one lucky winner every single time. And I take it really seriously, you guys. So I go through every single one of your applications and it's really, really tough for me to choose just one winner, but I really go through all of them and I try to really base my decision off of giving it to someone who is not only going to benefit from the program, like just looking at your, you know, your history and like why you want the course and all of this kind of stuff. But really, I take that into account. But then I also take into account just, you know, are you going to put in the work? And also on that level, too, it's like, you know, you, I want someone who is going to have this program and actually do the work to achieve the the end result because that's what we're all here for. And then also someone who genuinely, you know, maybe can't afford the program. And so I really go through every single application to really make sure that I'm I'm giving it to someone who is going to get the best results from this program because I, I don't I want to give it to someone who, you know, is actually going to do the work because we take it seriously inside the program. Like we, it's, we all work together to better our, ourselves from the inside out. And so if, if this sounds like you, then you can definitely apply. Just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com for, forward slash win. And that is to enter to win the Complete Fat Loss for Type 1s program. And I'm so now I'm just putting together like the core pieces for us to get ready to relaunch it, and I'm really focusing it more so on making it as like a ladder that we that you can like build the foundation for successful fat loss and for your future goals in the in the future like not just fat loss but once you achieve your goal so I'm really making it into a program where I'm offering a lot of support to help you get to that next level in your fitness because we're all going to be at different stages and so that's why you know any sort of fitness course and fat loss course is going to be very individualized from person to person. It's, there's no one size fits all approach. And so that's why I'm really in the trenches with you guys for the first six weeks of the program, but I'm really wanting to extend and really make it as a program to help you achieve the ultimate goal in the end. And so I know for those of you guys who are in the program already, then you already know that we continue together with monthly live Q and A's inside a private members only Facebook group. And so even after you purchase the program, like every single month, I'm still there in the trenches with you because for many of us, I don't know if you've ever been on a fat loss or a fitness journey in general, but it's going to take longer than six weeks. It's going to take longer than eight weeks. In some cases, it's going to take longer than 12 weeks. And When you set out on a journey to achieve a a physical goal or to get better blood sugars, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of consistent effort. And so that's why I'm trying to formulate this as a as a program that you know we work together for six weeks so it's a six weeks long course but then even after those six weeks are over it's not over because you really need to give yourself at least a year to achieve that end result that you are going for and so having that extra support can help many of you to achieve that result that you want or just have someone in your corner to answer your questions and so one thing one change that we have made there's going to be a few but one thing is I've I'm offering a a different payment plan and So in the past, we did like a three or four month payment plan. So if you didn't want to pay for the course all up front, but this time I'm offering a 12 month payment plan. So not only is the price going to be overall like cheaper per month, but it will also help you just have like that 12 month span to really focus on your fitness goals. Because for some of us, not all of us, but for some of us, you know, if we have a monthly payment that we're paying, and we are really invested every single month, even if it's a smaller amount, it can sometimes just help us stay motivated to achieving that overall goal. Because we, you know, we're just in the trenches a little bit more. And it's something and, and it's something that we need to take serious. So at the end of the day, like this program is for anyone who is like super serious about achieving their fat loss goal and doing it in a way that they can keep their blood sugars as stable as possible so that is what this course is and that is what you will be achieving so if you want to enter for your chance to win go to diabeticfitnessworldcom forward slash win and if you're on my email list you'll be getting all of the details about um, the early bird sign up And before we dive in, I wanted to give a listener shout out to Rachel Ann Guthrie. She says, real advice. I appreciate getting advice from someone who has type one and who struggles like me with choosing the right food or exercise every day. Her advice is solid and she's sympathetic. And Rachel, I love you. I don't know if I've told you lately how much how inspired i am by you and how all of your comments really do mean the world to me and when you guys do take a time to take a second to leave a review like Rachel did it really does just expand the reach of this podcast and it makes it possible for so many more people to come across this content and hear this the messages that we talk about in this podcast and i, I just really thank you for for leaving your little, your little messages and tidbits and your, uh, reviews. It does mean the world. So Rachel, I love you so much. Thank you. It just, my heart is so warm right now. Um, And that being said too, guys, I do, there's some exciting things happening on the pod. So there's some guests that we're going to be having on and we're recording all of these episodes this month. This is such a crazy month, but in, in January in 2020, you're going to be hearing all of these episodes. So I'm really excited for this. So definitely if you enjoy this podcast and if you enjoy this episode, please do take a moment to leave me a review and let me know what you enjoy most about this podcast and what you you like about this episode and what was the most helpful thing that you've learned so far. So all you need to do is scroll to the bottom and tap to write a review and it really does mean the world. So thank you so much. And before further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's Q&A session. So Ryan says, I try so hard to cut calories and then I can't keep my sugar levels up high enough. Yes. I completely relate to this. And Ryan, one thing that um, is, it's normal, it's annoying, I get it. But one thing that happens when you are cutting calories is, and, and if you're, especially if you're strength training at the same time, but likely you're going to be losing your losing overall body fat percentage. And when this happens, and when you are also building lean muscle on top of it, your overall insulin requirements are going to go down because you're going to be a lot more insulin sensitive overall. So this might mean that you need to Adjust your basal settings as you are cutting body fat and this happens to me when I am cutting weight as well I'll notice like my basal requirements do go down considerably. And so it's something that is Normal It's something that you might just have to keep a little bit more mindful when you are in a fat loss phase but at the at the very least just know that you're not alone and definitely I would say talk to your doctor about it see like uh, what they would suggest in terms of cutting down your basil but if you're anything like me and I would never tell someone to just go and like mess with their own settings but if you feel co- comfortable like for myself personally I'm constantly adjusting my overall basal settings I have a different setting on my pump for when I have my menstrual cycle, I have a different setting for when I go on holidays, I was adjusting it every single day when I was in Costa Rica to try to just get on the right settings. And so when I am in a fat loss phase, and I'm cutting calories, I will look at my overall basal and when I need to when I notice that my sugars are trending down, I you know, I look at my CGM and I spot the trends. And then I will make my own adjustments to just compensate for for you know, whatever, whatever I need to do. And so Ryan, if you feel comfortable, you could totally do the same or just know that as you are cutting weight, maybe just talk to your doctor or your healthcare professional about it and see what they say. All right, next question is Thanksgiving. I best guess my bolus, do you? So as we are stepping into the holidays, even Christmas is around the corner, um, this doesn't have to just do for Thanksgiving when I'm giving you my response, but what I generally typically do for when I'm eating a meal like Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, a meal like that is I will often use my fitness pal as a way to get more accurate amounts in terms of the amount of, um, protein, fat, and carb that I am consuming in a meal. And so an example of this, if you're not familiar with my fitness pal is to type in, say, mashed potatoes, and maybe you can find a version that already has the butter and all of that kind of stuff in it. Or if you made the meal yourself, you can kind of look it up a little bit differently. Like maybe you added the butter separately. So you you just want to know how much a mashed potato is in terms of carbs. You can go onto the app and you can look at the nutritional value and you can look at the fiber content. And then if you are sensitive to fiber, you can subtract the fiber if it's more than five grams, subtract that from the total amount of carbs that you're eating and then use that to, um, to use for your, for your insulin to carb ratios. So that's a little tip that I use. And I use that as well for my fat content, for my protein, because if I am sitting down and I'm eating a big dinner, like say on Christmas and I'm eating all of the turkey and all of this stuff, I might be eating maybe, you know, 70 grams of protein. I don't know. It depends how hungry I am, but just knowing these amounts, because generally if you you are sitting down and you're eating 70 grams of protein to 100 grams of protein in one sitting your blood sugars could increase a little bit. So it's said that your blood sugars could increase similarly as of that, um, similarly to that of 20 grams of carbs. And for me, it's not always the case because it depends. Did I work out that day? Am I strength training, like all of these things. So I may use that as a guideline and then give myself a little bit of insulin, depending on what my activity level was like that day as well. But in general, MyFitnessPal or even Chronometer, there's many apps that you can use, or even if you just Google it, you can get um, a little bit more accuracy when it comes to the nutritional value and then use that information to act more accurately bolus from. Next question is from Raul and he says, I've heard low vitamin D levels are common in type one. Do you have this issue? So Raul, I have not had a vitamin D deficiency as a type one diabetic, even before type one, when I was diagnosed when I was nine, but I don't remember having deficiencies back then either. Um, And as to whether or not it is common for other type ones, I think, I mean, I haven't heard that, but I definitely could see it. Being the case, I suppose for some people, I guess it depends on numerous other factors like diet and where you live. But vitamin D is a is an important um, supplement, and especially if you are deficient, you might find that taking a vitamin D supplement does help a ton. I haven't found I haven't found um, myself being deficient in it at all. But, um, I used to take actually when I was younger, my dad would give me the vitamin D drops because (laughs) growing up in Canada, I don't know where you live, but growing up in Canada that we don't see a lot of sunlight in the winter time. And I mean, I'm now living in California, so it's a little bit different, but he would always buy the vitamin D tinctures because there was something about taking the drops that I think had something to do with your body absorbing it a little bit more, but that I'm not an expert in that, um, in that area at all but I just wanted to say that in case you are thinking about um taking a vitamin D supplement now I'm reading actually something right now that has on dosing for vitamin D supplements. Generally, if you take 1,000 to 2,000 IUs, so 25 to 50 MCG per day, that is more than adequate. If deficient, a higher dose may be required. So research suggests that a safe upper limit is 10,000 IUs per day, so 250 MCG per day. And it says here, so for dosing, vitamin D3, the call. I can't even say this a word. Colicali- col- Colicaliferol. Wow. Is recommended over the, the, its counterpart D2 um, because of its enhanced absorbability and use in the body. So maybe that's what my dad used to give me in the tincture. But I do know that the tinctured vitamin D, so the liquid form, is um, is a lot better. But that's just that's just as much as I know. But I hope that helps. Next question is... Hey Taja, I've recently developed a habit of binge eating and I've been on fairly low carb since diagnosis last year and now I'm binge eating on all these low carb snacks and I'm borderline overweight. It's taking a toll on me mentally, but somehow I still binge eat knowing it's bad. Have you experienced others who have gone through the same and any advice? Yes, yes, and yes. I actually struggled with binge eating at the very beginning of my fitness journey. And I was, my whole binge eating thing came from being very restrictive to eating certain foods. So I would generally binge on things that I wouldn't allow in my diet. And the one thing that I felt, I feel that has helped me the most just. Kick this binge eating pattern in the butt was really learning how food and your body works when it comes to achieving your fitness goals, because it's not about the food that you're eating. It's not about having good or bad foods. It's really about having a more flexible approach to nutrition and knowing that if you're trying to lose weight, it's not about cutting these things out of your diet. It's not about snacking less. It's about really being more mindful of the amount of calories that your body needs individually. And then, you know, if you eat too much one day, then eat it a little bit less the next day and just have more flexibility in with your diet so that you don't feel guilty and you don't feel the need to binge on these things because if you binge and you eat them all, then a sudden like you're not going to recrave them a couple days later, you know, like that's kind of where my mindset was. It's like, well, I haven't eaten this chocolate bar in so long. So I'm just going to eat the whole dang thing. And then it's not going to be around. So I'm not going to be able to eat it. But then it's like, by doing that, you're already setting yourself back because you're like binging on all these things. So it can be an issue, but I think And it takes time, too, because it's such a mental habit that you're trying to break. And so you need to be just a little bit kind to yourself in this situation and just take baby steps and just know like, hey, If I eat these chips, I eat this snack that you know I'm like not wanting or whatever, that I'm wanting but I don't want to eat because I think it's bad. Just know that it's not the snack that's bad, and just focus more so on the amount of calories. And little by little, you can slowly start to break that habit. And also, I think you know, just knowing why why are you craving these things? Like, what is why are you binging on these particular particular things? Is it because you are not allowing them in your diet, or is it because you are restricting your diet in other ways that you're trying to maintain a calorie deficit and you're hungry or is it because you know there there's so many reasons but just getting down to the bottom of it and if it's anything like how I was with just feeling guilty and wanting to just get it out of my sight so that I wouldn't like crave it again um if it's something like that then just looking at your food in terms of more not good or bad just look at it in terms of calories like whatever it is. This donut, this apple. Like, yes, it's going to affect your blood sugars differently, but at the end of the day, when it comes to your fat loss goal, when it comes to your physical goals, there's nothing that's good or bad. And so just finding the balance, and then slowly, little by little, you'll find that you start looking at you might have a chocolate bar in your freezer and and not feel like you have to eat it because you're allowing that into your life, into your diet. And so it's no longer considered good or bad. So suddenly you stop craving it. I don't know. It's such a mental Effing thing, <laughs> but that is my take on that. That's what helped me, and I hope that helps you as well. All right, that is a wrap, Ola, on our Q and A. And next week we are going to be diving into some um, tips on travel with diabetes, traveling with diabetes, and going through TSA and all of these things. So if you are going to be going away soon or going away in the new year and you want some tips and tricks this episode is going to be very valuable to you so that is going to be next week I'm super excited and thank you so much for tuning in today I love you so much and I will talk to you same time next week